is Havila Cunnington, and this is the Havila Cunnington Podcast. Well, my friends, I have a treat for you. I am so excited. We are doing something completely different with the next couple podcasts. Uh, We are celebrating our new study, Soul Food, and that begins January 1st. For those of you that haven't jumped in yet, it's a free 20-day study through the four meals of the Bible, apples and trees, milk and honey, fish and loaves, bread and wine, and we'll pull out our deepest soul needs, the things that we end up living hungry. You just end up living hungry, and you don't know why, because you're doing everything right, you're doing everything you need to do, you might have the beautiful home, the family, the husband, but you just feel hungry, and that craving is from God. And I'm going to teach you what that craving means and how to get it fed, how to get it met. So Soul Food is all about that. Starts January 1st. And in honor, I should say in celebration of this this study, we decided to do something completely different for you. We wanted to give you something that would, well, it would get you thinking. It would get you focused on your new year and possibly get you maybe a head start on starting fresh and starting strong. So this this next couple of weeks, I'm going to invite, I guess I have invited uh, some of my closest friends to come and share with you um, really how they get their needs met, their soul needs met, and their journey through um, really learning to hear God's voice on a daily basis. So I want you to jump in. Today is my favorite friend. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but she really is like my favorite mom slash sister slash Italian friend, Lisa Bevere, is on the podcast today, and we're going to talk a little bit about soul food. So put your, uh, put your seatbelts on, because we're going to jump into this podcast. Well, I have never had a guest on this podcast, and we're almost a year, almost a year and a half into this, into this whole thing. And um, I'm really honored because this whole month, we're gonna have a few of my favorite people. It's like a few of my favorite things, like the holiday season, it's a few of my favorite people because people are more of my thing than things. Uh, but I actually am so honored to have my my dear friend, I wanna call her my best friend because in my head, she's my best friend. Um, but Lisa Bevere is with us this week. I can't believe it. How you doing, Lisa? I'm doing great. I'm so honored to be your like first podcast guest. I'm like, what is that? I, That's well, amazing. I love you. You're like family. I mean, I feel like I literally thought the other day, I just want to take Lisa through my phone, through my phone, and like I wanted to come over to my house and see my Christmas stuff. And you're the Italian family, Italian woman that I never had in my life that I desperately needed. And so. I really felt the same way last night. I had so much chili. I force-fed my kids this massive amount of the, I mean, I make the best chili ever. And I'm like, where are my girlfriends? Where are my girlfriends? Like, I'm, I, I ate too much. And I was sitting, drinking tea, and I was like, I'm alone, which is good. But it would be so great if Pavla was here. I would. I would pop so, in. Absolutely. I, I, I think you and I talk girl and, and we talk boy. my blinds. Yeah. You would have stopped my blinds. I had one blind closed, one blind halfway open, and one blind. You know what? I didn't notice. I actually saw the picture, and when you said it, I had to look. We're talking about your Instagram picture of your tree. I didn't even see it. I don't know how I missed it, but 
well, I, maybe because so you're pretty. looking at me through love, and I didn't see it either <laughs> right away, or I would have fixed it. But but I just thought this is such a picture of my life that I yes. have my blind <laughs> three different settings. So I was cracking up. <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny. Well, for those the people that that are listening that don't know who you are, which you'd have to almost live in some like compound out in the, in the boondocks to not know. <laughs> but uh, you know, you are. Uh, a prolific author. Um, uh, you are married to uh, John Bevere, who is also an author. You both are, you travel, you speak, um, you're ministers, and you are parents, and you have four men, not really four boys, four men in your life, and you have grandbabies. So why don't you tell us a little bit about, like, you have, you have four grandbabies now. They're, they're, right? They're at that age. You just had another one. Yeah, we, we have four now. And I mean, Augustus is just kind of at this place Augustus. where he's like, why? Why, <laughs> why, am I, why am I part of this family? I feel like I'm going to get hurt at any moment. But um, he's just kind of breastfeeding and he's happy. But yeah, so we have two granddaughters, Lizzie and Sophia. Lizzie came over yesterday in a frozen uh, costume oh, yes. and a leopard print bow <laughs> and barefoot. And it was starting to snow <laughs> barefoot. And she was just yelling, G mama, G mama, G mama. And it's making me pick her up. And she, she's hefty. I mean, she's <laughs> absolutely solid. So sweet. And, and Lizzie is, is adorable as well. But yeah, so uh, we're, we're, we're concerned. She started yelling, my baby, my baby. <laughs> Julie's like, please, he's asleep. Don't touch him. So I'm like, oh my gosh. She's so, taking ownership. And you yeah. have, you have three of your, I mean, three guys really that are single and single and ready to mingle. Really? They they really are. They're not, you know what? They're more than ready to mingle. They're (laughs) single and ready to marry. They're like, forget (laughs) to mingle. Let's marry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I've got, I've got a a 27, 25 and 22 year old. And they are awesome. You, we spent a little bit, Ben and I flew up to spend some time with you, but before we were there, actually we met your first son, um, Austin and I like I immediately loved Austin because Austin is the second born we have a second born and they're very similar and so I thought man that's like my child I, I appreciate him so much and then coming up to your house we got to meet Alec it's kind of funny and then on tour you and I went on tour I got to meet Arden, so I've met three. We slept on a bus with Arden. We slept yeah. on a bus with Arden. Yeah. <laughs> Just one night, but still, it happened. It, was, it happened. Yeah, Lisa and I uh, got to go on a, a Bethel music tour, and Lisa um, spoke in the evenings and led. And it was pa- we had, I had such a fun time. Her and I were, like, going through bus withdrawals. Yeah, After. I miss all my friends. Like, where are the fourteen <laughs> people I sleep with every night? Where are they? <laughs> I love you. Well, it, it was wild because I mean, you, no one can, nothing can prepare you for being on a bus. It's like you kind of think, yeah, I can, I can camp, but it, it is a different experience. It's pretty I like bonding. Busing better than camping. I'm serious. You it's did camping. Yes, I felt clean on the bus at least. Uh, camping, <laughs> no, that's not that's not right. I mean, yes, there were some similarities, but having a little like a little tented area where I could just go to sleep and yes. wake up to friends and go to sleep, it was awesome. It was. I may possibly be addicted to those melatonin gummies, those little berry flavored ones. I, I'm not gonna lie, I went to Target and bought a, bought a bottle. They were so. they worked. You know that was that was the goal, and you really slept hard because it was dark. It was like being on an airplane or something. Dark, pitch black and moving lots of white noise it, it was 
It was fun. It, it was, was totally fun. Oh my gosh. So we're talking a little bit about soul food. We have the new soul food study coming up in January. And um, I, the reason I really want to take this month to talk about soul food is because you know, soul food isn't just one thing or one way. Everyone has their own way of, of really feeding their spirit and learning about what God, um, learning how to eat from what God has. But I kind of want to ask you a little bit about really your story in learning to feed your spirit. And um, yeah, anything you really want to share, Lisa, you know, I, I love I love anything you like to share. Oh, you're so sweet. Well, you know, first of all, I wanted to say I'm super excited about this series. When you unpack the four different concepts, it's not just practical, it's prophetic, it's beautiful. It has a very poetic feel to it. So I'm really excited and I'm expecting, since I was a guest on the podcast, that I get a copy of the yes, book. I'm you just going to say it. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm super excited about it. And I really believe a lot of people are going to be refreshed and strengthened and really resourced in their lives for this. So yeah. thank you for asking me to be part of it. You know, Havila, I did not become a Christian until I was 21. And and I had to um, devour the Word of God. I was shocked. I was like, wait a minute, what have I been missing for 21 <laughs> years? And so I just read and read and read the Word. So I could read the Word, but I think my biggest challenge was hearing the voice of God and trusting that I was actually hearing the voice of God. Yeah. And so I found, for me, um, fully engaging, early on, fully engaging with either journaling or, and this is going to be embarrassing because people are going to go with their minds into the image of this and it's going to trouble <laughs> them. But dancing, I mean, I, I really would put on worship music. Have you're laughing? I was like, I'm trying to hold back. <laughs> okay, come on. No, I believe you. I believe you. I'm with you. No, but, you know, like, I'm not, not dancing for other people. No flags were involved. No tambourines. Even though I was given one, I, I said no. Uh, I just had this ability that if I could sing, and I could kind of sing myself into the presence of God. Yeah. And then he would drop a scripture, a phrase, or something into my spirit. And I would pounce on it. And I would write it down in my journal. Or if I was in a really rough situation where I needed direction, I would just say, I'm going to delight myself in God. I'm going to completely pursue him. And he's going to add the wisdom I need and he's going to add the knowledge. But possibly the, the most major turning point for me was when I had just had Addison, he was, he was a newborn. I was 26 years of age and I got really tired of hearing everybody say God spoke to them. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I, I, like I do, you know, I felt him highlight scriptures and I would hear songs and I would feel the presence of God or feel like, you know, maybe God speaking to me. But I, I found that I became really jealous hmm. to hear God's voice. And I remember writing out in my journal, I actually just found this journal recently that, you know, God, you said in your word, my sheep know my voice and the voice of a stranger they will not hear. And God, I don't I'm not double minded. I'm triple minded. Yeah. I don't know if it's me thinking of this. I don't know if it's you talking. I don't know if it's Satan. I don't know who <laughs> is talking to me. I don't know if it's other people's ideas. God, I want to know with clarity when you're speaking to me. Mm. And I, you know, I made this big sacrifice. I said, God, I, I'm willing for you to wake me up in the middle of the night. I'm just not willing for you to be silent. Mm. And I said, whatever you need to do to speak to me, do it. And so I remember, you know, it was this moment and I, I wrote it all out in my journal and I prayed over it. 
And I put scriptures because I do believe that God honors his word and his word is his will. And so we can echo his word and say, you know, hey, I'm asking this according to your word, according to you said you do and who you say you are. And so I remember, I, I don't know if it was that night or the next night, I, I got woke up at like 2 a.m. in the morning and I was like, wait a minute, hmm. I'm breastfeeding a baby. I'm not, <laughs> the baby's not crying. Why am I getting up? I went to the bathroom, went back to bed. Next night, exactly the same time on my digital clock, I wake up again. Yeah. I'm like, what is going on? Go back to sleep. Third night, I'm like, wait a minute. Did I tell God he could wake me up? And and I was so excited. I like went running into my kitchen. I was like, okay, speak to me. And, and well, it's like I thought he was going to hit me or something. I was like crouching, like, okay, I'm ready. Speak to me. Speak to me. And it, and it wasn't. It was just that he affirmed his love. Mm. He affirmed that he loved that I wanted to hear from him because yeah. he wanted to speak to me more than I even wanted to hear from him. And and I remember he started just. I put pen to paper and just started to write things down. And the fact that God was speaking to me, that was what probably added more value to my life than anything else. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what feeds my soul. So worship feeds my soul. Yeah. Family feeds my soul. Relationships feed my soul. But the one thing that indelibly imprints itself on my soul is when God drops something into my spirit and I know that I know what he has said to me. Mm-hmm. And now that doesn't usually mean I understand how it's going to happen. Yeah. Usually he is very clear that he's speaking. Yeah, that's beautiful. It, it is interesting that you really began with a deep hunger to hear him. And, you know, it is interesting that you can't be, I guess what it sticks out to me is you really can't be fed if you're not hungry. You know, you can, well, yeah, right? And, and- and I hope you don't think I'm being hateful, but no. you know, back back in the, the late 80s, early 90s, there was a lot of activity happening in the body of Christ. People were running around buildings, people were laughing, people were falling down, people were shaking. It was, <laughs> and I was like having babies. I was like, it's all happening, and all I'm doing is breastfeeding and nursing, and I'm breastfeeding and birthing and chasing children and trying not to scream every day. You know, right. this is, my, and I I don't know what to do. So I remember my husband, you know. We'd heard about all these people laughing. And I said, you know what? I, I, I don't care if I need to go and have my skirt over my head. Mm. I don't care what needs to happen. I'm going to go and I'm going to get touched by God. And I, if I have to laugh and make a fool of myself, okay, I don't even care anymore. <laughs> I, I, I'm just going to go. I'll sit in the back. No one knows me. It doesn't matter. You know, we, we were nobodies. And uh, not that we're not still nobodies because we are, are. But we just wanted, we didn't want to be like highlighted. We yes, just wanted to totally. hide. John had written the book, Beta Satan, so he was kind of somebody, but I was just the breastfeeding wife. And so I remember, you know, during the service, people started laughing. It like came down our, our row, jumped over me, <laughs> hit everybody. I was like, what just happened? Wait, I'm, I'm the one. I'm the one that needs this. And I was like really mad. And so I came home the next morning. I was writing in a journal and I was like, God, what, what, is, what was that? You know, what was that? Why? Why would you deny me? Like all these people are like, I feel yeah. so fresh. I'm like, okay, I'm the tired one. What's going on? And he said, Lisa, manna and manifestation will always leave you hungry for something more. Wow. And he said, I'm not going to have you camp here. He said, I want you to go have a deeper hunger for me than an experience. It's beautiful. And, and so I was like, oh, but can I have the experience? Baby? <laughs> and so he just, and I said, well, I, I don't, I don't have this deep longing hunger, God. I'm in survival mode right now. 
I don't know how to have a deep hunger for you. And he said, I'm not responsible for causing you to be hungry. And he said, if you are not hungry for me, it's because you've already filled your life with other things. Wow. And so he said, you're going to have to fast. Mm-hmm. And for me, it wasn't food because I was obviously a young mother and breastfeeding. For me, it was magazines. For yeah. me, it was television. For me, it was conversations that I really did not need to be part of. People that, you know, said the wrong things, fed the wrong things in my life. Yeah. And, and I just put those things aside and said, all right, these are the things as a young mother, I can fast. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put these things aside and I'm going to pursue God. And it was another turning point for me when I understood that a fast isn't a time of denying ourselves food. A fast is a time when we find out that God is enough. Wow. That's beautiful. Man, that, that is, that is so true. And I think about, I'm very similar in your, in your experience of even as a young woman, just the call to fast, the call to set time aside, to learn to hear his voice. It is a practice. It's not something that just, even though we, we, it says my sheep hear my voice. It still takes. It's a discipline. It is a discipline and a practice to, to pinpoint what he's really saying, because even even the enemy quoted scripture to Jesus to get him to do something. So he had to know what his father was saying, not just, uh, he couldn't just know scripture. He had to really know what God was highlighting. So it is, it is interesting. I know the character of the father. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. I, I really love that. Do you think, did you, have you changed us like throughout your years? Have you noticed a change in how you feed yourself or, um, Yes. I, I mean, okay. So straight up, no, I don't do as much dancing. That's my favorite. It might be time to bring it back, Lisa. You never you know. know. What? It, it, it's a new year. It could, it's it could a come new back. Year. It, it could be dance some more in 2017. I don't know. So, um, but you know, I probably have less of a hard time quieting my soul. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the older you get, the more you understand the importance of that Selah and the solitude. Yeah. And um, I have been able to surround myself with the things that take me there. Uh, sometimes it might be just as much as, and, and I know this sounds maybe silly to other people, but reading a new um, version of the Bible. Yeah. So it wouldn't be that we'd throw away our go-to study Bible, but when we are reading, maybe we'd read the message or maybe we'd read the passion. And when you go, you're reading through the scriptures and, and they surprise you yeah. because there's a different wording. And then you go back and you look and, and then you take notes. But there's something for me about writing things down hmm. that really says, I honored this time with God, that I actually believe that he spoke to me. And putting pen to That's paper, beautiful. even if it's just a little bit of a thought, I mean, you, you know, I wrote the book, um, you know, we talked to, because you heard me talk yes. about eight nights or whatever. You know, what if I had just said, when God said, I don't love my children equally, I love them uniquely. What if I had just said, oh, mm-hmm. okay. And, and oh, think about that. And it had not honored what I felt like was the spirit of God, looked up the word unique, pondered it in my own life, how, how when I had my second child, and then taken it. And said, wait a minute, if this is speaking to me, that God loves me uniquely, then I need to actually honor that revelation for other people's lives as well. And I think there's something about weighing what God says, uh, and that's honoring it, 
and saying, I'm going to weigh it as heavily so you're not flippant. Yeah. So if God's speaking to you and say, you know, call your friend, you know, they need encouraging or do this or do that. And, and you just are obedient. Yeah. It's a, it's a factor of honoring. And I feel like the more we honor God's voice in our life with whatever that looks like in that moment, then the more he speaks to us. So let's say it might be, I'm in a fight with my husband and I have just thought of the best comeback. And I'm like, yes, I'm going to say <laughs> this comeback and it's going to shut him down. And God's like, no, actually, you're not going to say that. You're, you're going to look beyond what's going on mm-hmm. and you're going to speak a soft word. You're not going to speak a sharp word. And, you know, I can be like, well, another time. And I can just go ahead and ask, like, or I can honor God and I can speak that and see what's mm-hmm. really going on. And I think a lot of people, they, they want God to unpack some deep revelation to them. And, you know, I do think one of our deepest revelations is realized in how we do relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It's very true. You know, one thing that I think stands out to me about you, Lisa, and I think something that is, is just an amazing attribute. You, you really do take what God says to you so seriously. And it's really been I'm almost, it's almost documented every book you've written, every kind of, I mean, you and I have, we've developed a friendship and we talk pretty consistently. And usually at some point in our conversation, you will say, well, when God said this to me, or I remember him saying this, and you've documented these moments, they're kind of like stakes in the ground for you. It's really grounded you, but you take it very seriously. It's, it's really beautiful. I really love it. And I think that that's the factor of obedience and honor, Hmm. you know, and a lot of times people, and even from my own life, you know, let's not just say people, let's say God tells me to do some one thing. And I don't necessarily think that's exciting. I don't necessarily think that's what I should do. And so I'm like, okay, so now what? And he's like, um, I'm sorry. I told you to do this. Well, mm-hmm. I'm, okay, we need to know what this is. And he, the next step, he's like, no, you didn't even do the last step yet. <laughs> do the last step before we talk about next step. And, you know, John and point. I, we, we've had we've had enough time. You talk to people and they'll say, oh, yeah, God told me to write a book five years ago. And I, I look at them hmm. like, where's your fear of God? Yeah. I mean, wait, five years ago? Yeah. Are you the reason I'm having to write so many books because you refuse to be obedient? <laughs> you know, like what, what's going on? You know, and Havel, you're the mm. same way. You believe not only that God wants to speak to you, but that God wants to speak through you. Yeah. And I think that is the dynamic that we serve a living God. He's yeah. not a God of the dead. He's a God of the living. And it is sad to me to think that people imagine that he does not yet speak, that they just have to study the Bible study what was and hope somehow to navigate a course. And yet I love that we also have the promise that the word of God is alive. Yeah, it's alive. So if it's alive, why wouldn't it speak to us? Why wouldn't it whisper? Why wouldn't God speak in accordance with his word, whether it be through creation, relationships, or just to our spirit? Just, you know, whether he's just saying right now to somebody, I love you. You know, and I think sometimes that is something that usually for me, it begins with, because I'll be like, oh God, you probably saw what I did earlier today. Okay. You know what? (laughs) I I was really tired and I was really like this and it was completely wrong. And he'll just say, I love you, which is kind of him saying, not like I endorse anything you just said, but let's go back to the premise of, I know you and I Mm -hmm. love you. Stop making excuses and let's, let's move forward with this. It's really good. 
Yeah, because, you know, he never speaks to what I've done. He always speaks to the heart of the matter. Like when, I, when I'm repenting, if I say, God, I'm so sorry I said this, or I'm so sorry I did that, I always hear this kind of response from him. Lisa, I know you want to change, and I believe better of you. Mm-hmm. And that's what I need to say to my husband, to my children, or whatever. So I try to unpack that. Yeah. And, and that's how my soul gets ministered to, not by trying to punish myself when I've done something bad enough. It's hard sometimes to receive forgiveness when you really think that you should be in timeout for two days. Yeah. But, but that's not how God functions. No, it's true. And that's part of the reason we don't often want to talk to God is we're afraid that we're going to get an angry dad or a, you know frustrated or we're going to be punished. And so if, until we really get to know him and realize that he's not out there to get us, but he's really out there to love us and his word might be strong, but, but, but we need to be able to realize what it's almost his motive towards us, his intention towards us. So it is interesting that you that you really had to walk yourself through that process of knowing like, okay, I'm going to go to God and what you're kind of teaching us in this moment of, I'm going to go and listen for that part that says, I'm, I'm going to help you. I'm not here just to punish you. So I think that's beautiful. It, it is, you know, I, I, part of our passion and you and I, you know, we're similar in this, that we want to teach women and some men, you know, men that want to follow, um, uh, how to be hungry and have an active relationship with the Lord. I think that's what soul food is. It's what most of our writings and teachings are about, are really teaching people the, the simplicity of this is what it looks like to, to live a passionate life after Christ. So I, uh, I really love that. I really, really love it. So let me ask you, what are you up to now? I know that you just, your book hit the New York Times bestseller list, which is incredible without rival. So, and you just got back from being overseas, right? Weren't you? Yeah, I was in Iraq and I was in Dubai. So oh yes, I, I, I had, um, I think I arrived what, Tuesday night before Thanksgiving. So it was, it was quick. And then I think I've gone, yeah, I've gone somewhere since then. Yeah, I, I think, think you yeah. did. <laughs> I, I, I've been to Atlanta. I did four services this last weekend and some other stuff, but yeah, no, um, I've been back, been back for a teeny bit and I'm trying to write. And, you know, Mm. I would just say this to any and every person out there that God is saying, you know, capture something. The starting is always the hardest, Mm. but, but you, again, you honor the process and sometimes you write things so that you can find what you're supposed to write. So you just kind of start doing it. So I'm working on, um, a manuscript that's due in the end of June, praise the name of Jesus. (laughs) And (laughs) look at my travel schedule. I'm like, what was I thinking? (laughs) Wait, did you, do you mean the end of June or the end of January? End of June. End of June. So end of January. Of months, but still. End of January, I wouldn't be talking to you. You know, I obviously think you're a rock star. I'm like, of course it's June, January. You can't, you don't mean June. Like you're. Just <laughs> <laughs> like count how many days I'm actually home. It's hardly any. I'm like, I know, I Lisa. Well, I, they, I mean, you are on the go uh, consistently. I mean, anyone who's follow, listening right now, they can find you. Um, I mean, at Messenger International, obviously all on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, most, well, you're on Instagram pretty a lot and Facebook, really. You do sometimes. Right, I, much, I do parallel posts. I, w- I will say people tend to be a little bit nicer on Instagram. So I do kind of be like, <laughs> Hey, I'm going to share this with y'all too. You probably, I should probably not post that picture of my underwear drying on Facebook. <laughs> 
That's so funny. Uh, well, and um, your newest book, Without Rival, they can they can pick it up anywhere books are sold. Um, and for those of you that like enjoyed this and want to hear more from Lisa, and you're in our corner of the of the world, um, you can look at um, Moms of Men. We did a four a yes. twelve course. It was a twelve course um, twelve was, session. Yes, you can and tell I'm picking meals. I still have people stop me all the time and say things to me about it. You're not, the yeah. People, yeah, no, we had so much fun with that. We had so that. much fun. 12, we were only planning on doing four or five, and we just kept going. It was like we had so much to talk about, and everybody wanted, you know, they asked a bunch of questions, and I just, man, it was awesome. Lisa has men, and I have boys, and so it all worked out. So you can always eight. find that. Eight boys. Eight, eight, eight is great. Between eight is great. <laughs> I had somebody, I had somebody, um, I think it was just yesterday on my Instagram say something about you and Havel or just magic on, uh, this moms of men, you guys need to do more stuff. So, I mean, Aww. you are obviously in this spirit uh, with the <laughs> podcasting and I'll just see if I can't get you guys to lend me to lend me this podcast when y'all are done with it. So we can put it up for me too. <laughs> we'll do it. But, but yeah, but no, Havel, uh, it's an honor and I'm super excited and you probably need to cut this in half because we talked so long, but <laughs> I love you. Give my love to your boys, your man cubs, and um, I will as well. And um, hey, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you soon. I love you. Sounds great. Love <laughs> Bye. I told you guys, isn't she incredible? Lisa Bevere. I think we all should grow up to be like Lisa. <laughs> oh, well, that is the end of today's Truth to Table Soul Food series. And I'm so excited. I, ho I hope that you're jumping into our January study. Again, it is absolutely free. It's a gift to you to start out January right. Uh, you can sign up at truthtotable.com, truthtotable.com, like farm to fork, and jump over there and sign up for free. And there's also a book that you can purchase uh, that accompanies the study that will help you really build that study out. But again, it's not necessary. You can still do the study for free and it's all available to you. Um, I'm so excited. Don't forget to share with your friends. Listen, they won't know about it unless you tell them. So you gotta let them know about this study coming up. And um, also, if you're looking for a Christmas gift, you should purchase the book and journal together. Put it under the tree and it actually starts an entire spiritual journey for someone in January 1st. So think about doing that. Uh, it really is something that will help anyone in your family, girl or guy, son or daughter, best friend or mom. It's just designed perfectly for that. Well, that's it for today. Don't forget to tune in next time to our soul food study with a new guest. And uh, don't forget to say hi on my social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I'm there every day. Have a great day, and I'll catch you next time.